welcome to Soul Speak. I'm your host, Erica Elmetz. This is the podcast where I help to bring humanity to high consciousness and high consciousness to humanity, one podcast at a time. Have you ever wished that you could have that spiritual golden nugget? You know, that one thing that when you learn it and truly understand it, that it would greatly improve your life and your relationships? Or have you ever wondered why people deny their behavior so vehemently when it's so obvious and clear to you as an observer? And do you ever wonder why you keep manifesting the same difficult situations or romantic partners? Well, if so, then stay tuned. This is the episode for you. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what I have come to understand and truly believe in my core is one of the most vital, if not the most important aspect of our spiritual growth that can make the biggest difference in our lives. And I'm talking about the shadow. Now, every time that I bring up the shadow, most people don't like to talk about it. Most people, when you say the word shadow or you bring up the concept of the shadow, people go, ooh, like, I don't really feel like talking about it. Well, guess what, guys? That's what we're going to be doing today. Now, as you guys know, I always love to begin every podcast with an oracle card because it sets the tone, it helps to add some intention into your time here with me today. And today I'm going to be pulling a card from the Oracle of the Seven Energies, and this is by Colette Baron-Reed. And I pull this live here on um, as I'm recording, so I have no idea what's coming in, but I'm going to pull a card to help set the tone for our conversation today. Now this can apply not only to the conversation, but obviously to the rest of your day, the rest of your week. So let's see what is coming in for today's podcast. Okay, so we're getting the card Seeing Beyond. And oh my gosh, this is perfect for our conversation today. And this is a card that helps us see the higher purpose, the higher reason, and to understand the possibilities, to look beyond the material, to look beyond the obvious in the realm of transpersonal. Now, I'm just going to, I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but I will tell you, um, I'm going to just read this one paragraph in this description because it is so appropriate for our conversation today. And this is all about co-creation, the way we see the world. And I'll just read this one paragraph. So it says, if you use your imagination faithfully and consciously, avoiding the traps of fearful projection and drama, you can connect to any reality that you truly want to experience. When you open yourself even further, you're often gifted with a divine vision. As a practice, you can reimagine that vision over and over to strengthen it. And as you channel these visions through you, you become a super conductor for the world. 
So this is all about what I'm gonna be sharing here today. So I think it's perfect and beautiful the way that it has come in, but it is ultimately about seeing beyond the fear and the projection. So hang on to that thought as we continue on. So let's just dive right into this. Now I have to say, when I first began my work in the realm of teaching in the capacity that I'm doing it now, when I started my YouTube channel, for example, I never thought that this was consciously gonna be something that I spent a lot of time teaching, explaining, and really sharing with my audience and my listeners. But it's turned out to be what I now truly believe is one of the biggest keys to changing your life. And this is obviously understanding the shadow. Now, it's funny because I, like I said, it's never something if you had said to me years ago, oh, guess what, Erica, you're going to be talking about shadows and people's shadows and the side of themselves that they don't really like all the time. I would have said, no way. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Nobody wants to talk about that stuff. But I was guided in this direction for a reason. And those of you that follow me on YouTube or are in any of my programs, you know what I'm talking about. You know that this is a vital piece. And many of you have written into me with just how proud, how profound that piece of your awakening journey, your soul growth journey, has meant to you and your overall happiness. So what is the shadow ultimately? The shadow is this scary word. It's this like, you know, the thing that goes bump in the night. It's, you know, the thing that we see when we imagine in our, in our bedrooms as children. It's like, you know, the big scary monster that's in the room. But the shadow is an important piece of our soul. It's an important piece of who we are. And ultimately, it's not something that we need to be afraid of, number one. The shadow is actually an ally. It is something that when we look at it face on, we say, hi, shadow, how are you? Nice to meet you. I'm Erica. Let's figure out how to do this thing called life together. Let's not keep fighting each other. Let's not keep duking it out in the realms of the unconscious and in our experiences. But in a nutshell, what our shadow really is it's that side of ourselves that often we can be ashamed of, we can be embarrassed by. We can feel it's that side of ourselves when we behave in a certain way or we handle a certain situation that's stressful in a certain manner and we come home and we're just like, oh, I just really wish I hadn't done that. Why did I do that? Why did I act that way? It's when we get out of the heat of the moment and we step back and go, okay, this is something within myself that I don't necessarily really love. But today I'm going to be talking specifically about the fact that you have two shadows. You don't just have one. You have two different main types of shadows. Now these shadows can play out in multiple different ways, multiple different aspects. 
But ultimately, I'm here to explain how I have come to understand the role of each of these two types of shadows. Now, the way that I like to look at the shadow or explain it to begin with, I mean, many of you probably have a sense. If you're listening to my podcast, you're already probably the audience that already is aware of this. But for those of you where this is a relatively newer concept, or maybe you haven't understand understood it, I think for the purposes of our conversation today, I want to help explain the shadow energies. Now, when I look at things, when it comes to consciousness, when it comes to our souls, our growth, the way we express you know, who we really are, I see everything as a spectrum. Just like the light spectrum, there is bright light, and then it goes all the way down to the end of the scale, which is the the infrared, the lower frequencies, and everything is on a, a graduating scale. I teach a lot about using the lens of the divine masculine, and the distorted masculine or the divine feminine or the distorted feminine energies, but you can apply this to any aspect. There are times where we will express the, what we call maybe positive, although I don't even want to use positive and negative, but for the sake of conversation, I will, but where we are expressing the more positive light filled aspects of the spectrum versus when we are on the other end, more lower vibrational, more Basically, more the less light-filled end of the spectrum. Now, if you follow astrology, or you know zodiac signs, or what the frequencies or what the personality types are, I'll use the example of Aries, first sign in the zodiac. When an Aries is expressing the gifts of Aries energy, Aries is driven. Aries is the leader. Aries is the instigator. But when Aries energy is expressed in the shadow aspect of Aries, it can manifest as impatience. So everything has the ability to move along a spectrum of, you know, consciousness, lower, higher consciousness, lower consciousness, light, dark, um, sacred feminine, distorted feminine. So understanding how our shadows can be on this spectrum with us. The shadows are not in another realm in and of themselves. The shadows are part of our soul. And it's important that we embrace and accept and honestly make friends with our shadow. Now, one of the biggest myths I see perpetuated in the students that I teach is it's the idea that somehow we can beat the shadow or we should eliminate the shadow or we should at some point if we're we've done enough growth or if we're spiritual enough or ascended enough that somehow our shadow will just become a non-issue and it's one of the most detrimental myths perpetuated and it's a myth it's a common belief but the shadow never goes away. The shadow will never go away. And often people can judge themselves negatively if they've been really working on themselves, if they've been growing and 
ascending and trying to be the best of who they are, and then they behave in that way again, they can really go down a negative spiral of self-judgment. And so believing that somehow if a shadow shows up or your shadow behavior shows up through a trigger of some kind, that somehow you're doing something wrong. And I want to make that clear before we continue this dialogue, because we are human. Part of this soul growth journey is to understand and to observe ourselves from a higher perspective while we're living here in a third dimensional world. We are interacting with people. We are having situations. And especially when we're stressed, that's when we can more likely have our shadows emerge. And the other thing that I observe a lot in people around me in my life is many people ignore their shadow. They stuff it under the rug. They'd rather not deal with it because guys, it's uncomfortable to face your shadow. And if you look around the planet right now, everybody's shadows are interacting because arguably we are all going through an extremely stressful and difficult time. And many people, if they've not been on their soul growth journey, are being tested beyond anything and we are seeing the worst of people. So knowing that when we ignore our shadow is when it strengthens, when it grows, when it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it finally is so big and it is showing up so much in our experience that it can sometimes bowl us over and knock us down until we pay attention to it. How many of you guys have been there where you deny something, you ignore it, you ignore it, and then finally it just escalates to a point where you go, okay, uncle, I got it, I see it, okay, I'm paying attention now. And this can even manifest as a health issue. For example, we have some initial warning signs, we have some initial symptoms, we ignore them, and the body will continue to escalate symptoms until you pay attention. And the shadow works in the same way. So the first type of shadow that I'm gonna be talking about is what most people already are aware of. It's what I call the conscious shadow. This is the side of ourselves that we know. We know we do certain things, we know you be, we behave in certain ways, we know that sometimes we come back from a situation and we're like, oh, I can't believe I did that again. Such an idiot. Why did I do that? I know better. I know not to do that. And it's the side of ourselves that we know. We may not like it. It's uncomfortable for us, but we are aware of it. It is in the realm of our conscious mind. And it's the part of us that we often do work on. And it's the part of us that when we're stressed, especially, it can come out even more. Because when we are in alignment and things are flowing, we're vibing high, often it's not when our shadow just shows up. Although it can in the form of an experience that will trigger you. But in general, we're not playing out from our shadow energies when we're vibing high. So the conscious shadow really is pretty simple to explain. But now we're going to talk about the second type of shadow that is even more important. 
to not only understand, but to make friends with. And that is our unconscious shadow. This is the part of us that often we deny. We don't even know we're doing it. It can manifest in behaviors. It can manifest in patterns. It can manifest in limiting beliefs. But it is behavior that we exhibit that we don't even know we're doing it. And ultimately, we can deny it. We believe somebody is making it up when they say, I can't believe you just did that. And you will literally feel like, I didn't do that. But yeah, you did. So the best example of this that I always give is the example of driving, where we're driving down the road and we're deep in thought about something. And the next thing you know, we come to consciousness. All of a sudden we go, oh my gosh, I just went through a light and I don't even remember looking to see if it was red or if it was yellow or if it was green. And you have that moment of panic, right? Where you're like, oh my God, thank God I didn't die. (laughs) And the deeper in thought you are, the more panicked you feel. But what's happening in that moment is you are so used to driving and knowing where to look. You know how to put the foot on the gas and to put the foot on the brakes. You know to look at an intersection. Is the light red? Is it yellow or is it green? When you go through the intersection, you keep an eye out for other cars that are running the red lights. And here in Southern California, it is insane how many people run the red lights. But anyway, <laughs> but when we are deep in thought, that is our conscious mind, what we are thinking of, what we are aware of. But We have an entire part of our brain, which is the subconscious, which drives 85% of our behavior. So think about that. 85%. That means 85% of the time, that's we are operating from our unconscious programming. And while we're thinking of something else, that's why sometimes people can be, you know, cleaning the house while having a conversation on the phone. It's because they know how to run the vacuum or they know how to clean up the, it's like they're operating from their patterning and their programming. They already know how to clean and you already know how to drive. So when you go through that red light and you don't even remember it, what you don't realize is that your eyes have looked at the light. Okay, it's green, I can go. They have looked for other cars but your conscious mind is busy processing other things. And so our behavior is being run by the subconscious. Now, I know that sounds scary, and it is. It's a little scary to think about that. I mean, but we've all had that experience of driving where we don't even remember. But rest assured, we know what we're doing. We did look. We just weren't conscious of it. So that's where the subconscious shadow is so vitally important. So now we're going to take a look at understanding how it develops. How does the shadow develop? And how does the unconscious shadow develop? And the answer stems from 
early childhood. Now, those of you that are in my Cultivating Conscious Children audio program know how I teach about the development of the subconscious mind in children and help parents really help shape and understand that as they're raising their children. But from birth up till age seven, a child is operating from delta and theta brainwaves only. And what does that mean? That is the equivalent of an adult's dream state. Children don't begin to develop conscious and rational thought until their seventh birthday. So what does that mean? That means everything that they observe, everything that they experience for the first seven years of life gets programmed into the subconscious. Now, that is often a very scary thing when people understand that because they're thinking, oh my gosh, what did I do? Did I program my child? But it's a really key factor in conscious parenting to understand this piece because it can bring you a lot of of solace and, and understanding of what you can expect your child to do or learn during those first seven years. But I digress a little bit. However, this is where we develop our behaviors, where we develop our limiting beliefs, those beliefs that, for example, maybe you were raised in a household that didn't have a lot of money and all you heard from your parents all the time was so-and-so is so rich and they're just so awful or whatever. You know, you felt a disdain from your parents around anybody that had money. So you develop an unconscious belief, limiting belief, that you never want to be abundant and have a lot of money because you don't want to be like those people. And this can manifest in so many ways. So when we develop our limiting beliefs or our unconscious behaviors, it's like our autopilot. And we will create and experience things in our outward environment that reflect our inner vibration, our inner belief systems. And so when we can understand our unconscious shadow and bring it to light, that's when we can diminish its power over us. And when we can shine a light on it and say, I see you, I see you there, now that I'm aware of you, it will reduce the need to manifest outward experiences to teach you to pay attention to it. You're not supposed to grow up not being abundant because your, you know, rich uncle was the worst person in the family and therefore you don't want to be rich because you don't want to be like your uncle. We are meant to be abundant. We are meant to live with the fullest expression. And so when we keep manifesting things like lack of money or lack of abundance, but it stems from our limiting beliefs developed in this early childhood phase, that's when we can change it and then that will change our outward experience. I tell you, abundance is one of the biggest themes that a lot of people have struggled with based on their limiting beliefs from childhood. So the way that the unconscious shadow can rear its 
ugly head in our experiences is clearly, first of all, when we get triggered about something. When we get triggered is when we have a disproportionate response to the stimulus. Meaning we get more upset than we should about a certain situation. And sometimes it's not even necessarily more upset. It can be upset or something that really bothers us. Now that's always an opportunity to see what's underneath it. And a lot of times this comes in to situations where another person around us holds a mirror up to us. It's like holding a mirror up, we don't like what we see, and then we think that that person is awful. Now this can come up a lot when we put up boundaries with other people. And I know for me recently, especially with how horrible people are being, I have been very strong in my boundaries of that's not okay, you're not being nice right now. And people hate it. (laughs) They hate it because then they get even more angry at you because you're the awful person who dared to stand up to them. I've seen this on social media everywhere where it's like, not okay, you're not being nice, you're not allowed to play in my, in my um, sandbox here because you're not being nice and people hate it. It's interesting because I see my daughter stand up to other kids around her that are behaving in ways that are not okay and she puts up her boundary and they freak out and she's like, and I'm like, no, no, you're doing the right thing. That's all you can do. But when somebody holds a mirror up, it's often holding a mirror up to what we don't know we're doing, what we're not aware of, what we don't see as a big deal until somebody shows us that, that it's a problem. And it takes a very strong soul to be able to put up that mirror. Because many people, when people behave not in nice ways, they just ignore it or they laugh about it and they just kind of move on. But when a strong soul comes in and shows you that mirror, it's like, ouch. But that ouch is the biggest gift that you can give that person. You're not trying to hurt them. You're only honoring your boundaries. But imagine all the times where someone has held a mirror up to you and you didn't like it. Reflect back at how that was truly the biggest gift Now, another way that we can notice our unconscious shadow comes along with the concept of projection. And this is a heck of a lot easier to to discover and to notice in other people. It is easy for us to see when someone is projecting. It's the typical, you know, the person who's lying accuses the other person of being a liar. Because unconsciously, their soul's like, you're not supposed to be a liar. (laughs) Lying is not right. Lying is is not good. So you shouldn't be doing it. But you project onto somebody else and call them a liar. So it's super easy for us to observe when somebody else is projecting onto us, for example. But it's a lot harder to see when we project onto others. So one way to do this is to look at when you get really frustrated at somebody in your life. 
I was having a conversation with a dear friend of mine a while back, and she was talking about what drove her crazy about her adult daughter. And what drove her crazy is that everything's black and white. It's it, There's no gray area with her. It's just black and white, black and white. Yet I'm kind of giggling and laughing because I, of course, have observed my friend being very black and white about certain things. But it was coming up for her to notice that she was really frustrated at her daughter. And then when she looked at it and she looked at herself, she goes, oh, my gosh, yes, you're right. No wonder she's frustrating me because this is something I don't really necessarily like about myself. So that's another way that the unconscious shadow can come in. She was not aware of this major aspect of herself that I have seen from the very beginning of our friendship, but she has never observed it until she got triggered by her daughter. And it gifted her with the opportunity to look at what was coming up for her in her unconscious. And guess what ended up happening? The moment that she realized this about herself and that it was really a mirror and a message for herself, suddenly her daughter wasn't really being so black and white anymore. And that's how the universe works. So I hope that by giving you these examples, it helps cement your understanding of how the shadow can come forth and also how to recognize, especially the unconscious shadow. So the more that you can become aware, the more that you can shift it, the more that you can notice it quicker, where you don't have to allow the shadow to spiral, to get bigger and bigger and bigger. This is where you will be able to identify it sooner and more quickly. And I would even recommend keeping a journal for your aha moments, because that's where you can process and understand and see the patterns, see the patterns in your triggers. Because it's really easy to recognize when we're triggered. But when we're in the moment, we're in our more primal brain, and therefore we are not able to rationalize or see things from a higher perspective. So by journaling situations where we get upset, when we're able to just jot it down, not dwell on it too much, because I don't like to dwell in the difficult frequencies too often, but when you're journaling, you can actually look back and notice patterns. And when you can notice certain patterns, it's where you can start to see the unconscious either limiting beliefs or things that you are manifesting as a result. So that's a strategy and that I recommend if you're interested in really getting to know yourself and your shadow a little bit better. Now, if you're interested in going more in depth into the shadow energies within self, I'd like to invite you to look at my Soul Growth Accelerator monthly membership program. Within that program, I spend a lot of time teaching about the distorted energies versus the divine energies. 
understanding our shadows, seeing how they may be playing out, and even dive a lot into the unconscious shadows. Now, this is done in the format of my YouTube videos, which often is channeled messages, and I also use tarot and oracle cards as a visual. But if you're interested in checking that out, please go to ericaelmitz.com. And I will link to the actual information page so you can look at the information and the video and see if that resonates. And I also offer, special to my podcast listeners, a special 20% off discount. So if this is something you do choose to embark on, please use the code PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and receive 20% off the monthly subscription price as a thank you to all my podcast listeners. So now we get to the question of the week. So the question this week is, is it normal to fluctuate between being so certain and then suddenly having lots of doubt? (laughs) And the answer is, oh yeah, very, very, very normal. Now the reason that this happens especially as we are learning to tune more and more into our inner knowing and our intuition, is that we basically need to develop that muscle. We need to develop a confidence. We need to develop the ability to stay more centered in our day-to-day lives. And the simplest way to look at this particular question is it ultimately boils down to are we in our ego and our mind energy, or are we in our heart space? Because ultimately when we're sensing things from our higher self, we're connecting to our inner knowing, it does stem from being in our heart energy, our open-hearted energy, what that connects us to source. And this is where we have a deep knowing when we're still, when we're present. We know what we feel in our guts and in our core to be our truth. Yet when the mind gets involved, it's often because we are questioning it. Suddenly something comes in. Maybe we get some information in our third dimensional world. We get evidence that maybe our intuition is inaccurate. And then we start to question things. But that's part of the discipline of soul growth is to be able to see and recognize when our mind is taking over our heart. I find that this tends to happen a lot more at the earlier stages of one's awakening journey. This is when I, if I was in front of you right now, I would draw this for you on a whiteboard, but of course we're on a podcast, so I can't. But When we're first starting out, we have those moments where we connect to our truth. We know what we're sensing. We know what we think is coming. We get our guidance. And then suddenly something happens and it causes us to question it. And the way that this typically happens is we begin to think that we're either making it up 
what we think is going to happen or what we're feeling is going to happen. Oh, we're making it up or that's wishful thinking. Of course, that's not going to happen. And so we can confuse our intuition with the truth or with what we're perceiving as proof that our intuition is inaccurate. As somebody develops this intuitive muscle more and more and gets better practiced and builds more confidence in trusting their intuition, you'll have fewer and fewer moments of suddenly having lots of doubt. Certainly you'll still have moments, but they become fewer and further between. So my recommendation and suggestion when doubt comes in all of a sudden like that is to take a pause, go within, and to center. Recognize that sometimes the doubt is real and it's something to pay attention to and other times it's based in fear. It's based in our limiting beliefs. It's based in those unconscious shadows that I just talked about here in this episode. And lastly, you guys know I like to give practical tips along with speaking about these concepts. What I love to recommend is keep a journal. I mean, obviously, this is the second time in this podcast I've mentioned keeping a journal. But I would create one that is only for when you are feeling really good, really confident, when you're feeling aligned and you feel a sense of purpose and you feel really clear. I like to call it a diary of your wins when things are going well, because a lot of people will journal when they're trying to process something difficult. They're trying to process something that's hard and often they can look at the things they want to improve in themselves. This is a very different type of a journal. I would in fact designate a specific notebook or journal just for this and call it your wins journal or your high vibe journal. And when you're feeling really good, write in it. Write in it when things are going well. Write examples of where your intuition was accurate. Write examples of how you feel when you're aligned and when you feel really certain and why you feel certain. Because then in the moments of doubt, guess what you can do? You can simply pick up the journal and read your own writing about what you know is true, what you are sure about. That can quickly shift your vibration more into a state of centeredness and a state of presence because there's something extremely powerful when you hear your own words where you see the words that you wrote yourself rather than words that a book has taught you or someone else wrote. When you read your own words, it realigns you and tunes you vibrationally back to the frequency that you were in when you felt certain. So this is a discipline. It takes time. It takes energy. And you don't even have to necessarily do a journal. I know for me, I love to use voice memos on my phone. Sometimes I'm driving and I get an inspired idea and I don't have a pen and paper around. So I just quickly grab my phone and at a red light, of course, FYI, if I'm driving. (laughs) Um, But I grab my phone and I start recording a quick voice memo and then I label it so that I can go back to it and re-listen. So I hope that those ideas 
can give you something to do as a way to strengthen your trust in your own intuition. So thank you for that question. So we're going to wrap up here with the final Oracle Guidance card. This is going to be sort of a final message um, of whatever wants to come through as we wrap up this beautiful conversation. Now next week, I'm going to be talking about something I'm extremely passionate about, and that is quantum healing, the power of the body to heal itself, how we can tap into it, why this is so important. So do stay tuned to the next episode. So let's pull the final oracle card here. See what the final message is. So the card we get is the card number four, great and full. Isn't that interesting? Which is about being grateful, having gratitude. And isn't this just a perfect message to wrap up this podcast where we talk about the shadow and making friends with the shadow? This is a final message to really be in the energy of gratitude to our shadow for what it is meant to teach us, what it is here to teach us, what it is here to reveal about ourselves that is keeping us from not living our most abundant and authentic life. So having this beautiful appreciation for the gifts of the shadow ultimately fosters a connection a coming together with the shadow instead of a separation from it. So what a beautiful message to wrap this up. And speaking of grateful, I am grateful for all of you listeners for being here, for being attentive, to being present. So thank you so much for listening. And in the meantime, guys, be sure to check out my YouTube channel for hundreds of videos. My YouTube channel is Erica Elmutz. And feel free to visit my website at ericaelmets.com for more information about the programs I offer, including the Soul Growth Accelerator. So with that, guys, until next time, I'm Erica Elmets, and you've been listening to Soul Speak. Be well, loves. Mm-hmm.